Blog Talk Radio. Fear does not exist in this dojo, does No, that's it! Hey, does not exist in this dojo, does it? No, that's it! Hey, does not exist in this dojo, does it? No, that's it! Fear does not exist in this dojo, does it? No, that's it! Hey, does not exist in this dojo, does it? No, that's it! Defeat does not exist in this dojo, does it? All right, everyone, it's 10 o'clock. You know what time it is. It's time for the majority of the city. We're live from the great state of Texas right here on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Greg the Truth. Host of the Mike Bell, Mr. Fayaz. I want to thank everybody for tuning in live. If you want to give us a call, call 929-477-1077. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at MajorityMMA. And like us on Facebook, The Majority Decision. UFC on Fox 19, big free card last night for everyone to enjoy. Bass, what were your thoughts on that card? We're going to get right into it. How did yeah, I loved out? it, man. Man, I thought it was a great card, man. It was, uh, they all, every fight I thought on that card was good, man, from the prelims all the way to the main card, there was action. And, uh, you know, there's also uh, two notable women's fights, and those had awesome action, too. Just, I mean, top to bottom, man. I I wasn't disappointed at all. A lot of buzz coming out of some of those uh, women's fights, uh, particularly, I think, the Raquel Pennington and Betch Correa fight. A lot of people were saying that was a, that was a really excellent fight. Pennington gets the... Split decision victory was that the right was that the right decision? You know what I thought uh, I thought that could have gone either way. I thought Raquel Pennington uh, did more damage on the inside with the elbows and the knees. And for those of you guys who missed it, uh, that whole deal is actually on right now. And it's funny you bring that fight up because uh, that's the fight that's on currently. So I thought uh, <laughs> I thought. Yeah, it's uh you know they they brawled they got in there and they fought it out and I thought Raquel Pennington uh, you know she did a little bit more she did a little, she had she landed a few more power shots I thought jumping back a little bit I I, I didn't get to see the preliminary fights um, but I see that Corp McGee uh, got beat in the first round and. I was guess I was under the impression at some point that this guy was a highly touted kind of a prospect, but I'm looking at his last couple of fights and it doesn't really seem like uh, he's one and two in his last three. Um, maybe he's running into some uh, some speed blocks there on his way up the ladder. I'm not sure where Court McGee's been. I haven't seen him in a long time. I don't know if, uh, you know, maybe it was a deal where he got cut and they asked him to come back on, you know, you know, come back for a fight or I, I'm really not sure where he's been or 
you know what he's been doing, but uh, he de- he definitely hasn't had the super success he had in the beginning. First came on board, so you know, um, hopefully, uh, hopefully, Court can put some wins back together and uh, get himself going again. Michael Chiesa gets a pretty, um, pretty solid win. That was a great fight. Uh, I enjoyed every bit of it. Out the- Submit, ends up submitting Darwish in the second round. Michael Chiesa is a guy who continues to get better and is really, I think, starting to put everything together. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you on that. Michael Chiesa is one of my favorite fighters, and he he by far, you know, he, you know, he'll say to himself, he gets better as the fight goes along. I think he actually does get better as the fight goes along. It seems like you know, if he doesn't finish in the first round, he'll have a, he'll, you know, it'll be kind of a scrappy first round and he'll come out in the second round, find his rhythm and uh, it's, it's uh, done for the other guy. So, you know, uh, Darius, he didn't look that impressive to me. You know, he fought his last fight with Michael Johnson. I thought he clearly lost that fight. I don't know what fight anybody else was watching. I thought he clearly lost that fight. So, uh, that I think uh, that that guy's got to work on some stuff and just get better in general. However, Michael Chiesa, man, I think uh, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with here pretty soon. Yeah, he's he's a tall guy for a lightweight coming in at six foot one. He's got good length, seventy six inch uh, reach. Um, you know, he can he can pose a pose a lot of issues for some of those guys. Of course, we'll have to see once he starts facing. Once he gets to the top seven or eight, which uh, Darush was actually ranked number seven. So, Kiesa went into that fight ranked number 14. So, that's a huge win for him and definitely should get him into that top ten and get him another fight with a guy who's in that top ten. So, he's moving up the ladder pretty quickly. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited, man. I hope that uh, I see him in some uh, crazy fights. I think he called out Tony Ferguson. When his fight was over, that that would actually be a great fight to see because they're both real scrappy and real technical. Yeah, like I like Tony Ferguson. I'm, I get back in the cage once he gets over this this injury. Yeah. Uh, Norma Gomedov rolls through Daryl Horcher, I guess. Nothing surprising there. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, the co-main event, Rose Nama Yunus and Tisha Torres. Um, kind of seemed like Rose pretty much controlled the whole fight. Um, it was it was a little close. It was 29-28. How'd you see that fight? I, you know, uh, I liked I liked Rose in that fight anyway. Tisha Torres looked really good. She was scrappy. You know, she she fought pretty well, but I think uh, once Rose got her rhythm on, Rose Rose not just seems to get better every time she fights. She's fun to watch fight. She's pretty well rounded. As is Tisha Torres, man. She is uh, she's awesome to watch too. Real tough, real scrappy. I thought I thought for sure Tisha, like I thought she was gonna be, it was gonna be a tougher fight than Paige Van Zandt, just because I I feel like she's just uh, got got some more tools. She's got more tools, so uh, I knew it was going to be close. I didn't think there was going to be a finish, but I figured I figured Rose would edge that one out. 
So she gets a good win over the person right underneath her uh, in Torres. Do you think that win is enough to get her the winner of Joanna and uh, Claudia Godella? Man, do you I think, think she needs to beat Esparza uh, first? I don't know, man. Where's Carla, Carla Esparza been? Is she, is she injured? Uh, <clears throat> I think she had a little bit of a, a, a small injury, but not something like not, totally... Not, not a Jurassic. Debilitating, right. Yeah. Um, so she's just kind of, I think she's, I think too, she's coming off the injury. She's she's probably waiting on the right fight to come back also. Yeah. She, uh, I'm surprised to see that she hasn't fought since the, since she lost the title. The yeah. Back in, back in March of that's, 2015. That's so. what I, uh, that's what I thought. And so I was thinking, you know, you going back to your question now. So Rosen Avenue is fighting Carla Esparza. Why? She, I mean, yeah. she's been inactive. She doesn't need to fight. Rose has been in there scrapping, fighting, trying to get back, claw her way back to the top. Then she should get that next title shot. And uh, you, I think I think maybe she's got a chance. Uh, let's see how Joanna, you know, uh, does in her next fight because uh, Claudia. Claudia is no, uh, she's not a slouch. She's a tough girl herself. And the first time those two fought, it was, uh, it was, it was kind of a controversial decision. So let, let's see if it's any more one-sided than it was the first time. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a big one that I think uh, I'm really interested to see how that fight plays out. See how both these both those ladies have improved. And there's no doubt that they have. Um, you know, Johanna's just been hounding people uh, the last two title defenses. And so it'll be interesting to see how that one comes out and, and what adjustments they make against each other. And Yeah, you know, know man, both Yolanda's tough. tough, though. She's an animal. I mean, she, is just, she just gets more and more brutal every time she fights. She's really finding her own way in the cage. You know, she, was, she came from being a, you know, uh, a kickboxing champion, and now she's really, she's really finding a way to, you know, put that brutality on people in the cage, and that's, you know, that's just going to be a ridiculous fight, I think, and I can't wait to see it. So the main event, of course, was a light heavyweight fight um, between Glover Teixeira, Glover Teixeira, and Rashad Evans. And one thing that I want to bring up right off the bat, because you mentioned it on Friday, and the size difference. I mean, yeah. it, it, it seemed like, wow, Glover was, Rashad looked like a looked like a middleweight against a light heavyweight to me. So, I mean, yeah. am, I, am I off on that? Did, 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 no, you, did it seem you, that big of a difference you to you? Not to me. I thought the same thing. I thought the exact same thing. He just... Rashad, Rashad Evans, I guess, falls into that line of light heavyweights that Machida was in. Yeah. You know, we're kind of, we're we're like we're you know they're right on the cusp of being light heavyweights. You know, and maybe it's too much for them to cut the middleweight so they don't do it. Now Machida, he's actually fought at middleweight. 
Um, I, I think he cut down. He looked lean. He looked good. But I don't know if he felt good. Because I don't. I haven't seen him go back since he did it that one time. And, uh, you know, Shogun, I think he was kind of in that same spot, man. I think he's one of the smaller light heavyweights, as is Dan Henderson. It's just one of those deals, man. He, you know, Rashad, being as quick as he was, I knew the power, I thought, I thought maybe if Glover landed, that uh, the power would eventually Rashad away, and it put Rashad away pretty quick. Yeah, it did. Uh, you know, but even, I, also, I would say this, even in just, you know, such a small sampling that we got to see of Rashad, he didn't, he, he looked a little, he looked better. He looked better. <laughs> I mean, you know, in, in he did. minutes, he can't really judge a whole lot, but he did look better. Um, but, uh, yeah, like you said, man, the power of Teixeira, wow. It didn't take that one foot to the left, I think, that, that caught him and, oof. And the, yeah, nasty, I mean, he, and it was literally, it was literally, he went to sleep. I mean, it was, he didn't even know where he was. That was craziest yeah. knockout. I, I don't think I've ever seen Rashad Evans get knocked out like that. That's mm-hmm. a, uh, you know, when you saw him do that to Chuck Waddell, you know, you kind of went, okay, changing of the guard, right? You know, yeah, out with the old, here comes the new. And now here's here we are so many years later. You know he's getting put to sleep, and it's kind of it's a it's almost the same thing. So, you know, Glover afterwards took it upon himself to uh, say, "Hey, I respect you, Anthony Johnson, but you know, let's uh, let's fight." So I think uh, I think you're going to see one of those two guys. I think you're going to I think you're going to see Glover back up there for a title shot pretty soon. Yeah. I think with that one, he's definitely positioned himself really well. I, I like yeah. the fight with uh, Anthony Johnson and Glover Teixeira. There's a lot of power right there between those two guys, and uh, you know, that'd be a real that'd be a real interesting one. So, the, so this did question see, always comes up after. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say, did you see Cup Swanson? Cub Swanson. No, I missed that one. Yeah, see, so for those of you who missed Cub Swanson. Him and Hawker Diaz, uh, it was a great fight, and Cub slowly started uh, taking advantage of that fight. And he had dropped Hawker once, and to finish the fight, Cub Swanson off balance, falling down, got up as he was falling down, <laughs> got up after he tri- I think he tripped, if I remember correctly, I can't remember, got up, throws a kick, lands a flush head kick, and just puts Hawker Diaz on his butt, man. And that was... Uh, that was awesome. It was, it was good to see Cub back in shape and uh, and and just looking clean as ever, man. That guy's been around for a yeah, long thought, time. Yeah, he has. And I always thought Cub was the guy that um, maybe had what it took to be a top guy, but just couldn't get over the hump, I guess. Um, yeah. You know, got in there, could, couldn't couldn't get past Frankie Edgar, then couldn't get past Max Holloway, but had good, solid yeah. wins over Jeremy Stevens, guys like Jeremy Stevens, Dennis Seaver, Charles Oliveira. I mean, um, and, and, and this is a guy who I think was uh, throwing around retirement, you know, just a couple of months ago before he took this fight yeah. with Diaz. Yeah. So, hey, maybe maybe Cubs got one more run in him. I mean, he's been around for a long, long time. I mean, you know, in five years, Cubs kind of old. But uh, as far as 
you know, life years, he's really not that he's not that old. Yeah, thirty just thirty two. Yeah. So I mean he 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 may have uh you know and he's he's right up there in the top echelon of guys. So I mean uh, I think he's got if he can put a few together, I think I think he's got a shot. And I can't miss an I can't mention Cub Swanson without referencing the flying knee from Jose Aldo. Oh, back in the yeah. WEC. I know you remember that was, like, that, was the, that was the first time I ever saw Jose Aldo fight. It may have been his yeah. first fight in the WEC. I don't remember. But, uh, man, I just remember seeing that dude run across the cage, land the flying knee, drop one punch, and yeah. it was over. And he ran out into the crowd like a crazy man. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was pretty wild, man. I think uh, that was the that was the beginning of of a, a great reign as a champion from uh, Jose Aldo. So getting back to the main event real quick, I, uh, what I wanted to bring up was, you know, the, the question that we bring up after every guy that's been around for a while uh, gets knocked out. You, you know, does Rashad Evans? start thinking about calling it a career. Um, he's had a tough last couple of fights. Yeah, um, he has. Now, now, granted, his fight with Bader, you know, he didn't get finished, but he didn't look so great. I guess you can chalk mm-hmm. that up to just inactivity for so long. I mean, he, I, th- I, think, I think Glover was probably too much too soon for him. Because, uh, you know, Glover's just, you know, been putting wins together. So, I mean, yeah. uh, you know, maybe you throw Rashad back in there with, uh, you know, somebody, somebody who's in between five and ten so, and and see if he, see how he does. And if he doesn't do so well, then, you can, then if you're Rashad Evans, then you start going well. Maybe, uh, maybe commentating is the way to go. And he's not a bad commentator, but but I think no, he's not. At I all. think if Rashad is, you know, I, I think he needs to be thinking hard about 185. I mean, he, even in the John Jones fight, well, of course Jones is so much bigger than almost anybody, right? Because he's just a monster right. guy. But clearly, a huge difference there. Bader's a pretty big guy, though he didn't necessarily tower over Rashad, but but definitely a size difference against Glover. You know, and if you're looking at a guy like Anthony Johnson, man, I mean, I think one, I think he needs to give 185 a shot. I think that might be the wise thing for him to do, especially if he's yeah. trying to make one more run of the title. Right. Exactly. If he is trying to make one more run, you know, maybe, uh, you know, maybe 185 is the way to go right now. It's, I think, I think he could make the way easily and still be healthy. Yeah, absolutely. I would think so, that too because his build is his build is right. You know, he's not. He wouldn't be all drawn in and. No, you know, I don't. I don't like think he would either. I, yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't think he would either. So yeah, I, I think because uh, that's what I was thinking too when I saw. Him. I said, "Man, I could probably make middleweight if he wanted to." But uh, but I mean but then 
you know, look at the two uh, middleweight champs. Look, look at the middleweight champs right now. I mean, he's a big guy too. That's true. That's true. You know? Rockhold is a big 185 Rockhold, pounder. Rockhold could probably fight at light heavyweight if he wanted to. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. That's yeah. a big guy. So speaking of the streets, our uh, king street fight champion, Kimbo Slice. Uh-oh. Man. He's just refusing to. He's just refusing to give it up. Apparently, Bellator is going to get him back in the cage against the always super dangerous James Thompson. Uh oh, we're doing that again. Oh, doing, I know. We're doing the we're doing the James Thompson fight again. Jesus, you know, you know, Bellator, right? You know, there's all this talk about free agency, right? So I was watching Inside MMA. And, you know, right, you know, there was all this talk about free agency. And, you know, I guess you know, everybody's, you know, they're talking about, well, you know, they're just, you know, I get my sponsorship money and I don't get a say in this. I don't get a say in that. So now, you know, Matt Mitrione, he's jumped over to Bellator. Yep. And he just kind of went on a rant about why, you know, he made that decision. And, you know, he, he was like, he's like, no ill will towards UFC. It's just, it, it, you know. You know the money, and you know what what we you know what we didn't have rights to, you know things like that. You know every organization is going to run a different deal, and, and then and then you know they asked Ed Soares about it, and Ed Soares said, well, hey, you know, it's kind of a deal to where, you know, the UFC kind of helped MMA, you know, happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they kind of gave the other shows the opportunity to be there. So it's. You know, it, it, it's kind of a back and forth show there, but, you know, making almost all about that. So I wonder, you know, I, I thought maybe you were going to say uh, he was getting to fight Kimbo Slice. And, you know, <laughs> but no, I guess I, I guess we're going back to uh, Elite XC, and uh, we're going to do James Thompson again. Well, Matt Mitrione already dispatched Kimbo Slice, so I don't think – I think I think Bellator wants to put him in there with guys that they believe he can defeat. And uh, why? I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I would like I mean, to see Bellator do a card that doesn't have anything to do with Kimbo Slice, Forty Crazy, Ken Shamrock, or anybody over fifty, <laughs> or something like that, or close to it, or Pumpice, or you know whatever. I, I would just. I, would, I think Benson Henderson is fighting next Friday. Um, yeah. I'm hoping it's actually the main event, and you know, there's uh, you know not some you know not two guys in a walker coming out to hit each other with uh, you know with uh, crutches and appendages. Well, you know, the problem is, and this, this is something we always talk about, is they do have cards without those guys. The problem is that nobody knows about them because they don't advertise them. They don't, they don't build make those guys, aware of them. Yeah, yeah, they don't build them. They don't have any name value. And it's not it's not so much their fault as it is Bellator's marketing machine. Yeah, because those guys put on really good fights. And it drives me nuts, man, because those guys are probably working just as hard as anybody else. But they just don't market those guys, right? He's too busy signing all these guys that, you know, are 
you know, are, are tested every agency, right? Well, that's great, but, you know, what about your – Right. What about your guys that, you know, are already there? You know, your champ, your current champs are already there. The guys who have been with the company. You know what I mean? You, you got to take care of those guys. You got to market those guys, help them uh, grow with you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and here's another point. Bellator just had Bellator 152 last night. Yeah. They were in Italy. The, the yeah. promotion debuted in Italy. That's a, that's a pretty big deal. But right. did anybody even know that? I had I mean, no idea. Yeah, exactly. I had no idea. And, and, you're, and, you're, and you're on top of pretty much everything MMA, as in yeah. that's ridiculous that no one would even yeah. know that they do. But it, it would seem like that would be something that they want people to know. But I guess I apparently. Home. Yeah, I crazy. came home last night. I, it looked like I could see a color show, but I couldn't figure out what it was. And then I couldn't figure what it was, I got home to the point where it was already over, but it didn't matter because I was coming home to watch something else anyway. I was coming home to watch UFC on Fox. I had no idea Bell was on. I recorded it and watched it later. I had no idea. So, you know, if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna start your expansion to go global, you know, you could at least tell about it because uh, you know there are MMA fans like myself. But do you want to watch that are that will watch other? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You, you know, there, there there are a lot of fans out there that will watch to support it, and um, you know, I mean, I guess they're just going to continue to do it the way they've always done it, and hope that that gets them over. But it's well, just not. It's well, just not working. It's the Scott. It's the Scott Coker way, right? I mean, uh, how many how many shows has he lost doing that? Right? Scott Coker is the best closer in the business. <laughs> he definitely one of them anyway. And, and, right, and I don't mean making deals either. I'm talking about <laughs> right. He did the same thing with what he was a lead at C, wasn't he? Wasn't he involved in that? No, no, no. He, he was Strike Force from beginning to end. Okay, so he right. Was, that's right. That's right. Strike Force was his baby. Okay, so Strike Force, he kind of marketed it that same way, right? He did. You know, everybody, we're gonna put, we're gonna put all our, all our, you know, into this one, and it happens. You know, that's how elite flopped. Lost the same way. You can't do that, man. You gotta, you gotta build. You can't build names if you're just not gonna try. And I have a feeling that's gonna be uh, the beginning to the end to those guys. And then everybody's gonna say, "Oh, well, the UFC is a big monopoly." Well, it's not that they're a big monopoly. It's you guys can't run your promotions well enough to keep the doors open. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> So did you see uh, the the deal with Diego Brandau? No. So apparently that one went up. Yeah. So apparently the guy's in a strip club in Albuquerque. Okay. Um, for whatever reason, he gets asked to leave. Doesn't want to leave. No. Um, comes back. Leaves. Comes back. Gets asked to leave again. Leaves. Comes back. Gets asked to leave again. Leaves. 
comes back with a gun and then pistol whips one of the people trying to ask him to leave. Nice. I think uh, Diego Brando gets cut if he hasn't already been. Yeah. That sounds like the fast track right down to uh, Bellator or <laughs> World Series of Fighting. Because, That's just, uh, yeah. Man, some of these guys never man. cease to amaze me. You're throwing your future away because you're an idiot. That's absolutely right. mind boggling to me. Yeah. It makes no sense. You, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't get it either. Okay, you're living your dream. You're making it happen. Yeah. Right? And it, I, I, don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand. It's like NFL players who make millions and millions of dollars and then get and then get arrested with, you know, you know, 20 pounds of marijuana or something weird like that. You know, it's 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 what were you planning to do all that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Know, yeah, exactly. You get arrested for distribution, you're going to want you, you didn't make enough money from your NFL paycheck. Yeah, bless. Help us. We have fighters. Is there a doctor out there? <laughs> well, that's going to do it for another edition of The Majority Decision. Thank everybody for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you get it downloaded right to your listening device. Get us up on Twitter at MajorityMMA. Like us on Facebook, The Majority Decision. We'll be right back. Everybody, and thank you.